ever wondered what online experts talk about in the green room before they take the stage? Well, Jeff Walker and Chris Ducker are about to bring you into the conversation. They've been through the battles and got the scars to prove it. Now they're sharing over 40 years of experience showing you what it takes to succeed and how to avoid the mistakes along the way. Welcome to This is Online Business. Welcome to This is Online Business. I'm Jeff Walker and and I'm Chris Ducker. Illustrious. Yeah. Chris there we Ducker. go. Yeah. How so you doing, man? we're talking about online business. Episode 3. This is mm-hmm. epic. We've made it through COVID. Um like literally not figuratively like, like the last few years we made it through COVID, yeah. but but we're here. We're still we're still alive and we're kicking and we are <laughs> We're we're feeling good, and I just said for you guys that are potentially um, just listening in on the audio version of this, I don't even know whether we'll even ever release the video versions. But the audio, like we are looking good, Jeff. Can I just say that for a couple of guys that have been in this game for as long as we've had that we we've 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 defeated COVID, we've we've defeated the pandemic, we've defeated a lot of things. We're looking good for for everything we've been through. Yeah, so Chris, Chris just just had a, an experience with COVID, and yes. it was an extra spicy experience because it it came right as he was just a few days before he was due to host a mastermind. So he has a high. We both have high end mastermind groups, and he was he had all these people coming in from around the world coming into the UK, and just a few days beforehand, worst possible scenario. It was fun. You know, it was a fun scenario, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, we're talking a week before everyone's due to come. And by the way, I know that some of my roundtable mastermind members are going to be listening in on it and they're going to be saying, sorry, what you had COVID because I didn't even tell them. We just got over it and we tested negative. And although I was a little sluggish, they kind of, they were very cool. They just figured I had a head cold. So I didn't tell them at the time. So this is coming as a little bit of a shock to some of those guys, no doubt. But yeah, and and we we literally started testing negative a day before the event. And uh, that was fun. But hey, man, we got through it because that's what we do, Jeff. Yeah. You know, it strikes me. So this, this, podcast this is online business and we're, but we're talking about an offline event which is your mastermind you do events i do events um it, we're going to talk about events in an upcoming episode and but you know this one of the things i think we both focus on is you know the avatar or our ideal client which is another thing we're going to talk about yes. in the future um or maybe a little bit this time but the the way this business works, and when I say this business, it's hard to exactly define what that is, but I think of it like as the wisdom business, or we used to call it the information marketing business, but basically where you're teaching training, you have an online course, you have a membership site, you have a mastermind, you have a coaching program, whatever. And this, in my mind, and Chris, let me know how you feel, but like it's, this is all about bringing people into our world and maybe it's just maybe they initially see on social or but eventually bring them to your email list and then build a relationship with them, make an initial sale somewhere down the road. And, and then somewhere down the road of all those people who have joined your email list or seen you on social, this little tiny, tiny, tiny subset will end up becoming your closest clients 
and you'll end up serving it. That's the way my business works. I know that's the way your business works. Yeah. You, you'll end, you, these closest clients that end up serving at the highest level. And, and that's all where a lot of the joy in this business comes. Yeah. From. I mean, I often sort of like, if I, if I was to draw, you know, like a diagram to show sort of how things work. Uh, and this is not just the Chris Ducker thing. Like this is so many people use the similar scenario where it's like an upside down triangle, like a funnel almost. And at the very top, you've got any and all entrance into that funnel or in our world, we call it an ecosystem. Uh, and so any and all entrance into that via social, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then slowly but surely dripping down from one level to another until you're right at the very tip of that funnel. Remember, it's an upside down triangle here. So I'm trying to kind of picture that. And along the way, like Jeff said, um, along the way, you know, you'll make a purchase, you'll segment yourselves or will segment you without you knowing one way or the other. And you'll go into one funnel and into one sequence, and then you'll make another little purchase. And eventually, you know, like 5% of, you know, the people who end up buying uh, anything will become sort of those high-end touchpoint type clients where they do fly in for two, three days of, you know, having fun and, and brainstorming and, you know, all that sort of type of thing. But not everybody in our ecosystem is you know, at that point. And, and actually the vast majority will never get there. Uh, it's only for a small percentage of people, but that doesn't mean that we can't serve by creating great, helpful content, by publishing books, by putting on live events, et cetera, et cetera, uh, at a number of different levels. Right. And that all stems from how we attract those people, you know, initially into our email list or onto our email list, how we attract them onto our sales pages, our live event pages, into our live event funnels, et cetera, et cetera. And that comes down to copy, right? Sales copy specifically and the magic behind it there as. Uh, and Jeff, I mean, this is like real, this is your jam, right? I mean, because you live and breathe this stuff and have done for years and years and years. Yeah, I would say you know, I've got a bunch of jams, but copy is certainly one of them. Um, We've all because, got a bunch of jams. We've yeah, all got we a do. Bunch of jams. I mean, there are not that many, but I've got a few. And um, and copy is certainly one of them. It, it's interesting because every now and then we'll, someone will send an email and uh, or, or, or like a copywriter will will like apply to um, to to come and work for us or something. And, and yeah. they'll they'll write a note like implying that um, that I don't you know that I don't write. That, that that like I've got these magic copywriters that have created this brand. And that, that's I do have copywriters on my team, but no, I I copy is something I've done a lot of. And so my business started out um, in 1996. I started publishing, and I was publishing about the stock market for about eight years before I got into teaching marketing. But back in 96, 97, 98, 98 those years, they're really the only avenue available to market really was email. I mean, you could put up a website, but putting up a website was hard. Like the blogs didn't exist. So you would put up a website and it would stay that way forever, but you try to get people on your email list. And so the way my business evolved is I was sending an email every single day because I was publishing about the stock market. Right. And so, so it was like a blog, but I, it was in, in people's inboxes yeah. rather than on a website, ultimately. Exactly. Mm. And I And every single email would have... Uh, it would have some small little marketing hook in it. It would be like informational about the market, but it would have 
30 to 60 to 100 words in there saying this is why you should actually give me money so you get my really good stuff right and I, so chris this is the deal I, I once added it up and before i even started teaching marketing be, before the which started like in 2005 when my practice firm came before that i sent out 10,000 emails uh, and, and that isn't like one email to 10,000 people. I'm talking 10,000 different broadcast emails. And because it was going on every single day, I would see the response and I would start to see what people responded to. And I guess writing's always been a core skill for me. And, and so I just, that's all I did. That, my, my entire business was email copy. And then that translated into copy on sales letters. And then eventually that translated into copy on blogs and then it translated into copy on video. And so, yeah, it's, I, I, I've done a little bit of copy over the years. <laughs> well, I think, you know, the interesting thing is, is that I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I know very, very, very good sales professionals, right? People that, I mean, I've been in the sales game since I was 17 years old and I know multiple people in the industry, some of them of which are, are mutual friends of ours who are incredibly good salespeople, yet they actually couldn't or they shouldn't or they wouldn't want to write their own copy, right? Now, I, I know for me personally, I'm a pretty good sales guy. Like I, you know, I can sell on the phone. I can sell face to face. I can sell from the stage, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I personally hate writing specific sales copy. It's not my zone of genius. It's not what I enjoy doing. And I'm just too old to be doing stuff that I don't enjoy doing, quite frankly. Right. So, you know, I understand like the power behind crafting great sales copy but I don't want to do it myself. That doesn't mean that I won't pay somebody else to do it and then get it and change bits because I will. But I mean, there are some people who just live for this stuff and I ain't one of them, that's for sure. But I do appreciate that it's required. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not saying it's easy for me to do it. It's, right. I'll, I'll, it's, it's, it's an effort, but I mean, it can take me a month to, to really coalesce around like if it's a major promotion the major hook for it and the headline and the initial lead can just take me forever well it'll take me as long as i have I'll so how does that look how does it look like you, you've got a big launch coming up you know that you've got to write x amount of emails you've got to write x amount of sales pages slash landing pages you've got to write x amount of ads like what does that look like for you jeff when you sit down at the beginning of a project and you need to start putting that stuff together what's what's is there an actual process or do you just sort of get going and then see how it yeah, is I, I wish there was a process I, i'll actually start thinking about it literally like months in advance and then by the right. time we're about you know a month out it's like it's all i'm thinking about and one of the things is we have a lot of assets. So, so I am a huge fan of if something worked, do it. That, that's what you start with. You start with what worked in the past. Yes. And so like for us, as we go into, like right now, we're going into, um, we're, we're planning for one of our big live events. And so the first thing I do is I, I look at what did we do last year? And and what was you know what was our sales page for that what was what was our sequence for that what were our emails and we'll start with that as a skeleton especially emails we'll 
we'll we'll test emails, we'll test subject lines, but and and then we'll take what worked and we'll start with that as a baseline. And so something like these days, I do have a full copy team, um, and and so they'll start working on that stuff long in advance. Mm. And, um, and, and but they'll always start with what we what 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 we did last year. What were what were the themes that we did last year? What were the emails? Certainly with the skeleton of what emails we sent. And so I know a lot of people listening, like they don't, they're not based on a promotion. They're not, they don't have that promotion to base on and they don't have that team of copywriters to work on. Um, but what I'll do, like, I guess like if I was starting from scratch with a new promotion, um, it's it's like all about, first of all, we, we talked briefly about Avatar earlier on. And it's like, who are we selling to? You got to start with that. Who Who are they and where are they right now? So- you know, both of us are teaching how to build an online business. That's what we do in our businesses. And specifically, I'm teaching people how to launch. And and I've been doing that since 2005. I've been coaching people on that since 2003. I've been selling that since 2005. But the people now are very different. Where they're at right now is incredibly different from where they were in 2005. So it's like, where are they right now? And, and that's what I'm thinking about. And like, for me, like this current environment, I think people there, there's a lot of uncertainty. You know, mm-hmm. we came out of COVID. Uh, well, we had COVID. We went through, we all went through that. We came out of that. Then we came into this crazy environment with, with, we've got a major ground war in Europe. We've got interest rates. We've got inflation. We Now we have banks failing. And so I think there's a lot of uncertainty and people, and so you have to speak to that at the same time there's more competition online so you have to speak to the fact that they're that whoever i'm selling to is in a more competitive environment they know that yeah but also there's a more competitive environment in the in the teaching of how to do this i mean i don't know about you chris but my my instagram feed there's like literally some dude in front of a fancy car or a, a nice airbnb showing a, a new a new pop-up guru i call them. like yeah. literally yeah. pop-up gurus every day yeah. <laughs> pop-up gurus like yeah. and so i'm in an environment where i think there's probably less trust where there's more competition where people are feeling like whatever market if they're going to teach dog training or meditation, there's going to be more competition there. They're feeling more uncertain in their job, in their mortgage, in the being, being able to put food on the table. And so like all of that is like mixing into my head, like, and that's going to coalesce around whatever the, the I, all that is, is in this hopper of this is what yeah. my copy needs to speak to. You know, it's and interesting. It I, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like you're 100% right that there is more competition, there's more noise, there's more voices and faces than ever before in the online business world. I think the entry barrier has become so low that pretty much anyone can say anything online and you know be quote-unquote perceived or kind of self-pitch themselves as, a, as an expert or a guru or whatever. But here's my take on this, is it, and this is what I always tell my clients, is that even if you are in a super crowded, noisy uh, industry or niche, the fact of the matter is actually that because the entry barrier is so low and there's so many idiots, quite frankly, getting involved, that if you continue doing what you've done up to this point thus far, it's actually easier for you to stand out 
to a certain degree because of the fact that you've been doing it X amount of years, you've got X amount of case studies and results and stories to tell, et cetera, et cetera. Surely that must help us when it comes to putting our great sales copy together, right? Well, for sure. For you and me, it does. For someone yeah. starting out, it, it, they, they got to figure out it's how struggle. to stand out. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I just, like, I just, we were just working on copy this weekend. And so it's like, okay, we need that. We need a headline that hooks and that hooks hard. And, and okay, why do I want to, you know, that the job of the headline is, is that just to get them to read the next sentence, the subhead. And the job of the right. subhead is to get them to read the next piece. And, and you have to go into it thinking, you know, you, you have to channel your inner, inner teenager, your inner 15 year old. Like, so if you have teenagers, great, awesome to be you. If you're, if you used to be, if you can remember being, but it's just learning, you know, the eye rolling. It's like, oh, give me a break. You yeah. know, it's like, I want to watch cat videos on Instagram and you're popping up and showing me this. Right. So it has to stand out. And, and then, and that has to, and, and what stands out is like, what's in it for them, mm. what speaks to them. And I know like I, we, I sweat headlines and we test headlines, but you know, there's this old, old, old copy. I don't know if it's a practice, let's call it a practice of you literally write 50 headlines. And I can't tell you how powerful that is to, I mean, if you want to go to chat GPT and have it, have it create 50 headlines, and then start to rank them on what you think are better, and then sit there and start to iterate from those. Yeah. And there are 50 completely different headlines because you might be subject, you know, um, they could be slight variations, but literally I'll do that. I'll I'll write out 50 headlines right. and 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 come up with a, you know, I'll instantly, as I'm typing them, half of mine, like this is just complete garbage, but you know, you'll end up with two or three or four. And then I'll then I'll start to move down. Okay, what's the subhead? Like, what's in it for them, and why is this different? How does this stand out? And yeah, certainly for actually, Chris, I just had fun because um, a lot of our let's see, I got a few different directions I'm going to go. So first of all, knowing your avatar, but like a lot of my sales letters will be written to people that are already on my list, so they're already it's already a warm audience. But I've also we're we're stepping into spending more on our paid traffic for one, some of our campaigns, and so now this is a largely to a cold traffic. So people that don't know who I am, they just saw an ad on YouTube or Instagram yep. or Facebook, and they click through an ad. They have no idea who I am, and so I did just have fun because we I just wrote some copy that was like it was literally that it's not going to be the first thing in a sales letter. It's going to be further down, but it was like who is Jeff Walker? So. Um, I start, it's, it's usually, I don't brag about myself, but um, this was a whole, you know, it's like, literally, my name this, is, that, this is kind of, <laughs> I was going to say, like, okay, you never stop talking about yourself. Okay. Let's just get over there. <laughs> Everybody look at me. You know, I'm so humility cool. is yeah. one, you know what? Humility is one thing you cannot brag about. That, right. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I Chris, I gotta, I gotta find this. I gotta find this copy and read it to you. It's like I'd love to hear it. About. Yeah, I'd love to hear yeah, it. Yeah, we'll While see. You're digging that up. I, 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 I also like. There was uh, many years ago. I was working with a copywriter, who, um, who said that he, <laughs> he couldn't work with me anymore because um, I, I once had this with a graphic designer as well, actually. 
but apparently my OCD kicks in and I, I did not know I had OCD until this copywriter told me. I said, you know, there's one word too many in that particular headline. You need to add three extra words here. And this, because in my mind, I was already laying it out on my web page. And, you know, obviously this is not the case. We can do pretty much what we want with line breaks and things like that. But that was my issue. Was it, oh, he said, like, dude, I can't work with you anymore because you, the whole idea of like adding a word in just because it's going to look better doesn't make sense for me. Um, I, and again, a graphic designer once told me after me telling him, yeah, move it 12 pixels to the left kind of thing. You know, Chris, this is, and I don't know about you, but like I can't and I won't stop myself from giving that kind of feedback because it's just ingrained in me that, that I'm going to be that detail orientated. And I know that there are other people that aren't like that, but I'm like that. So I'm not going to stop giving that kind of feedback. I'm a hundred percent like that. Chris, I like I what's what's like one thing to write copy, and I'll usually I'll start off either in a text editor right. or in Microsoft Word or something like that. But then once it gets on a web page, then the copy starts to change. Not huge changes, but slight changes because yeah. of the cadence, the breaks. Yes. And yeah, the the cadence within copy is is incredibly, incredibly important. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Did you find your copy yeah. that you so, want to read to us now? Talking about how amazing. So here we go. Who who is who is Jeff Walker? <laughs> this is me casting aside the humility cloak. There um, you go. In a world where the minimum criteria to be a pop-up marketing guru on social media seems to be the ability to rent a fancy car or Airbnb for a day, Jeff Walker is an online business building icon. He started his first online business in 1996, and he's been teaching online marketing since 2003. In fact, his name, Jeff Walker, has literally been registered by the U.S. Government Trademark Office since 2012 for advice in the field of business management and marketing. Jeff is the number one New York Times bestselling author of the book, Launch. His product launch formula is the longest running, continually updated training for online marketing in the world, period, full stop. Jeff's list of past clients and students Read like a who's who of the online entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial world, including Brendan Burchard, Marie Forleo, Jason Fladlin, Jenna Kutcher, Rich Sheffron, Dan Kennedy, Stu McLaren, Ryan LeFat, Chris Carr, Michael Hyatt, and James Wedmore. In short, we're pretty sure no living person has been training about online marketing and online business as long as Jeff Walker. Yeah. I, I like the way you, yeah. There was a lot of great names you dropped in there as well. That was good. A little name yeah. dropping never hurt no one, right? Right. And then we we so um then we also went in and, and you are so happy. I I for you guys tuning into this in an audio format, you should see how happy Jeff is right now with that piece of coffee. He's literally <laughs> grinning like the well, cat that got the cream. Well, yeah, I mean, I I love copy, like especially once it's done. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. it's like it's hard to do. It's hard to do. But how long um, did you work on that? Well, well, that was just, you know, that's one segment of the sales letter. I mean, that yeah. probably only took me, I don't know, 30 or 60 minutes or something like that. Okay. But this, um, the sales letter, we, I, it was better part of a day. We started with one that um, sort of my t copy team I put together. And then I got on with Dan, um, who's like my marketing manager and Justin, who's like a strategic just uh, marketing advisor on my team, or it's hard to say what Justin does, but <laughs> he's just a marketing magician. And the three of us sat there and hammered through copy together. 
And the way that looked like is I would, um, we had these different segments of the sales letter we wanted to work on. Right. And I would, I would hammer out the copy and, and we were, we're all on zoom. We're all in a Google document. I'd hammer the copy. And then those two would follow behind and they would like wordsmith every set. I like that. So you're all working on the same document live and on zoom live. So as you're writing, they're kind of on your coattails for want of a better term right. and kind of tweaking it and, yeah. and making it as strong as possible. Yeah. And then I would circle up and then we would talk about each. And then Candace, who's the head of our copy team was on there as well. And I do like jamming on copy like that with people. That's cool. Um, yeah. As long as they're, as long as they're able to operate at the same level um, that you're at, you know, that you're and and that there aren't egos involved. Like, Hey, I, I mean, and it, like you were talking about earlier, it was literally coming down to, I don't, you know, Justin, I really don't like that comma. I mean, we would literally have that, you know, I don't like that comma. And he'd be like, oh, done, gone. Yeah. But yeah. um it it's I nothing's gonna set you apart, in my opinion, like copy will. And when I say copy, I mean every every everything is copy. Like when you turn on a video camera and start recording a video, even if it's like for a vlog or it's for for Insta or whatever, every everything is copy. Everything is copy and everything is either building your positioning as someone who can help people and deliver value for people or it's it's hurting your positioning. And right. so, um, yeah, you got to learn to think in copy. And so, like, you want to stand out. You want to be different. You want to be someone that delivers value, that that is perceived as being as delivering value and being able to deliver value and being able to deliver results. And this doesn't mean you can't be telling stories. You can't be sharing your personal life. I mean, if you go back to our first couple episodes, there's all kinds of stories in there. And yeah. Chris and I are just jamming back and forth. But trust me, in the back of our heads, we know what is building our positioning. Mm. We know mm. the, the kind of stories and the way to tell those stories. And so that does build our, our expertise. And some of it, can we can be self-deprecating. We can tease each other and be self-deprecating. But, but that's our personalities. Be, you see, some people it, couldn't it do that for sure. But that's our personalities and our kind of connection. We've kind of always done that in a lighthearted sort of fashion. But other people would take right. offense and be like, holy crap, he just, you know, that kind of type of thing. Right. <laughs> but but I I think I think a lot of a lot of other people in the particularly in the online business industry, they're so it's all one big highlight reel. For a lot of people, you know, I mean, to use Instagram, for example, like Instagram is a highlight reel for most people, right? Most people that use it, they only show the stuff that they that they want people to see because it's cool or it puts them in a cool light or, you know, whatever the case may be, right? Whereas, you know, show something goofy. Like today, I put something on my Instagram story, my dog laying down, looking like he had died in the middle of my office, with Simon Garfunkel, hello, darkness, my old friend. You know, like, that's me. Like, in the middle of the day, these are the weird things that happen to me. So I'll show that on my Instagram, whereas other people just wouldn't bother doing that because it's, quote-unquote, off-brand or they're not talking about business or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. But, you know, we were talking about co competition earlier, and what's going to help you stand out is your personality. Yes. Uh, is is sharing yourself. Yeah, you want to be see seen as someone that gets results for people. Absolutely. But 
you want to be someone that people relate to. And and that the, the one thing people can't clone and chat, chat GPT hasn't gotten yet is 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 your personality. Yeah. And that could be friendly, it could be challenging, it, it, it could be goofy, it could be any number of things. But you don't want to sound like a corporation. You don't want to you don't want to use airline speak. No, you you, you, you gotta be real. And I've I've and had people yeah. tell me that they like me because I'm a no BS kind of guy. Like I'll tell you, I'll call you on your BS, you know? Uh, and I like, I like that actually. I'm okay being the no BS kind of guy because I am a no BS kind of guy. It's who I am, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I just had someone, I just spoke to someone. I was interviewing them for my mastermind just last week. And she's, and she's someone who's been in my world for since I think 14 or 15, she's been out to my live events. She's gone through product launch formula. She's all, all the things. And now she was thinking, you know, about this mastermind, which is a big investment. And I'm interviewing her to make sure she's a good fit. And afterwards she sent me an email. It said, Jeff, you're the same person. You were the same person on that phone. Thanks for the call. You're the same person that calls. You are in your videos, are in your live events. You are from stage, you're, you know, yeah. And it was really refreshing. I'm like, that, that's what one of the things I aspire to is just to, to like you said, just to, to, to be someone that, you know, to, to be who I am. I'll, you know, I think, we, yeah, we're getting, we're getting a little bit off. No, no, no. Hey, here, but, but dude, I mean, like, this is the whole reason why we decided to even do this show in the first place is that for those, those random discussions and rabbit holes that we go down when we're chatting with each other are mm -hmm. hopefully in some way, shape or form, uh, either a, you know, inspiring or, or, you know, education formed or, um, are just entertaining, you know, for other people to tune in on. So like, I don't think anybody is going to listen to any one of these episodes and say, Oh, I wish I didn't go down that rabbit hole in that episode. I certainly hope not. Otherwise, there wouldn't be any real content with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. one big long stream of rabbit holes. So in closing on this, though, um, if, the, if there was like one golden rule that Jeff has on creating incredible sales copy, very specifically sales copy, right, to move the needle and make a sale, is there one particular kind of golden rule or, or, or guideline that you follow yourself when you're doing that? I'm curious. Well, I mean, first of all, it's, it's getting yourself in the mind of your of your avatar. That's the yeah. word we use on my campus, your, your avatar. Um, you know, with Capels, I think that said, you want to enter the conversation that's already going on in the minds of your prospects. So the first is getting in their mind, which is a never ending, never ending task. Like I talked about, it, they're different for me. They're different than they were years ago, and and still, it, it's just easy to lose focus on it. So get in their mind, and then like literally every single piece, think, look at it through their eyes of why should I care? You're boring me. Why should I care? I don't believe you, and and so. I'll think about that with literally every sentence. Yeah. Specifically, like I was just working on a sales letter. Like, how does that headline address it? How does the subhead keep moving them forward? How do I create 
how, how do I create belief? How do I create credibility? How do I create the their the possibility of them of having a greater future, of having uh, whatever the result is, that I'm going to be able to take away their pain or deliver more pleasure. And every step of the way, just keeping in mind that they have a thousand different things they could be doing. They don't want to spend money with you. They they would rather be watching cat videos or watching something on Netflix. Yep. So your job, it's like every single sentence has to move them forward. 100%. Yeah. Hundred percent gold, everybody. You just witnessed some gold right there. We'll be back at you again with episode four, where we're going to dive all the way into live events and actually what the pandemic has done to live events and bringing events more online, more virtual. And now that we're getting back into the live event thing, what that is looking like is it? Is there a time for a hybrid event? If is there not, let's find out. We'll see you in a little while. Bye for now.